I'm scooping up the baby bumblebee. It's the news, according to me. That even rhymes. It's more creative this morning than I realized. It is Thursday morning, December 14th, 6.11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Look at me. I'm all up early, bright and early. I've been up since about 4.30. Brilliant. A lot of chores to do before I do the show. Oh, good morning. It is, uh, yeah, happy Thursday morning to you. It's, it's uh, we're rapidly approaching the end of the year, by the way. It's going to be 2024 very shortly. And I still contend that I have chai in my cup with cinnamon creamer. I also have a blend in a backup cup. The, black, the backup cup, cup has become the mystery now. Um, the backup cup has a, a blend of sweet tea, V8 fusion, and apple cider. It is quite a uh, tasty mix. Three of my favorite things, all in one cup. Well, of course, then you get the chai. You could probably put chai in there and probably be okay. It typically is, uh, yeah, who knows? You could probably put creamer in there. I don't know. It would be kind of interesting. Anyway, let's, let's get on with this whole thing. i got a big, big, big show here for you today. Um, a lot of audio to go over, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to take too much time. I don't want to take more than, you know, half your day away from you. And uh, it's probably going to be at least an hour-long show. Probably. Maybe I, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I won't start, if I don't start rambling, you know, typically I start rambling, and then the show goes on forever. And that's, you know, I got like one topic, and it goes on forever. The other days I got four or five topics, and it takes 20 minutes. I don't know. So Hunter Biden yesterday, interestingly enough, came out with this, you know, came, came out, he, he was, I think he was subpoenaed or something. A couple of things happened yesterday that were kind of interesting. One, uh, sorry, sorry, I didn't have a show, by the way, yesterday. Um, I thought I was going to be able to, and I, I could have, I could have recorded a show, actually. I had plenty of time to record a show. Problem is, I didn't have a place to post it. I didn't have any way to get on and post it very well. It, it, I could have done it, but man, it would have been. I hate doing it because I don't have any real way of creating my show mobily that that has a good intro and outro otherwise i mean the show can be produced i could just do the show or i could do live but i don't i don't like doing that um for various reasons it messes up my file system and everything else it just i just it's a long story but i just i the workflow gets a little jumbled up and then it gets confusing for you know oh man i'm a confused old man and i don't know what i'm doing so I have, um, I have to deal with that. And I, yeah, I have, um, so, so I just decided to, yesterday just to listen to a lot of reports, do some, you know, do some show prep, actually do some show prep for today's show. So I have, so it's all prepped. We're all preppy today. I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, there's preppy was a thing back in the seventies, late seventies. I was kind of more of a preppy. I was like a laid-back preppy. I was kind of a more relaxed preppy. You had, you had the grunge thing going on, and then you had the preppies. Or the preppies and the potheads. Basically, that's what you had. One of the, one of the two. I was, I was more pre- I guess I was more preppy. I, I didn't really get into it. I, you know, I, I still wore blue jeans and a... 
our thing, our thing in our high school was, you know, you wear blue jeans, you wear a t-shirt and then you have a, uh, you know, like a, like a, some kind of a t-shirt with a message on it of some kind, you know, something benign. It wasn't anything political. And then you put, uh, this was a flag. We put, you know, a lot of people, a lot of kids had flags on their shirts back then. And there was actually people who used to argue about that. They would say, that's disrespecting the flag by putting it on a shirt. That, that's, that's, that's where we were back as a, as, a, as a culture back then. That the left is trying to rip apart and say it's bad. Ah, you're just the only one to live in the past in the old times in the old ways. Yeah, it was terrible back then. Yeah. Yeah, school shootings were just rampant back in the 70s. When kids carried shotguns in their cars to go hunting after school or before school. Yeah, it had happened all the time. Yeah. Some of the worst things that would happen back in the 60s and 70s would be chewing gum in class. Oh, that were still, that were still burgers. Yeah. Not like there are now. Not to the degree they are now. I'm talking about putting metal detectors in every school now. That was never an issue before. Wow, you're just living in the past. Why did it have to change? Why, why, why do things have to progress the way they are? We're moving further from God in schools, what it amounts to. We're moving further away from principles. I'm not talking about school principles. I'm talking about precepts and ideology that is, it holds people accountable. It says there is a moral standard. It doesn't happen anymore. Not, not teaching that in school anymore. It's a very different morality now. It is a, I call it a fake morality, artificial morality, along with our artificial intelligence. Everything's artificial. This chai's not. That's real. That's a real chai there. Um, so, so Hunter Biden comes out and <clears throat> I guess he decides to uh, make an announcement. I, I, I believe see the, the two, two, two things that happened yesterday, two of the main things uh, yesterday, anyway, anyway, well, several things happened actually yesterday. It's kind of interesting, but um, Hunter Biden comes out and, and, and makes an announcement because talks about how I, sh I should play it probably, uh, but I just, I can't stand listening to the guy. <clears throat> he comes out and get, well, I was addicted and my parents, they stood by my side. So they're staying by this narrative. <clears throat> it's, it's all about the narratives. If you, you pay attention to what's going on with the news, they will roll out a particular narrative that they think that, that, that polls well or that uh, focus groups well. They roll it out there with the intent to gaslight you. This is the story we have to stick with. Just stick with this story right here. These are the, these are the talking points. These are the key words. Get, try to get this word into every sentence you do. Remember back in, when Nancy Pelosi was going after Trump and there was something about the Constitution. Every other word out of her mouth was the Constitution. Constitution, that word polls well. That word, that, that's, an, that's an important key word. You got to get it into all your sentences. So she, every time she, she goes, that to this president, the Constitution, the Constitution. And she put her teeth back in and she goes, the Constitution. 
Everything was a constitutional crisis. Donald Trump was an existential threat. You had Van Jones recently. Just, just, just to give you an idea, this kind of gaslighting, and they're never held accountable to this at all. Van Jones recently came out and was talking about Vivek Ramaswamy. How dangerous this guy is. Oh, he's just as bad as Trump. Only problem is, he's going he's gonna to live another 50 years. He's very dangerous, very dangerous man with what he's projecting on society. He's scared of him. Van Jones is a real slick talker. But Vivek Ramaswamy can talk circles around him. And he doesn't like that. He, he sees the danger there because he realizes he's the, he, he wants to be the dangerous one. He sees this guy as a slick-talking guy who can he's very persuasive. Because he's a straight shooter, that's why. He's just right up front with you. He's in your face. That's what we need in this country. We need, just let the people know the truth and the, and the nation will be saved. We're the ones doing the governing here. We're supposed to be the for of and by the people, not just by the representatives of the people, by the people. Tell us the truth. We'll, we'll let you know. We don't, we, don't, we don't know what to tell. We're, we're waiting for our representatives to tell us what we're supposed to think. They go off to Washington. They get all the privy information that we should be getting because we're the ones who should be deciding, telling our representatives what we want them to say, not the other way around. And yet that's what, that's what we've got in this country. We have a top-down down mentality that they're our parents and they're going to they're gonna be our rulers. And we elect them to be our parents. It's not what the founders intended at all. They're supposed to be the peons. They're supposed to be the, the servants to the people. Of all the people, not just the ones who voted for them. So Hunter Biden gets, I think he got subpoenaed to come in and talk to Congress. The, the impeachment inquiry committee. Now, there's, there's two different things going on here. We've got the impeachment inquiry committee. Now we have an official impeachment inquiry by Congress. Now, this, is, this, this develops more subpoena power. I don't know what all the differences are. All I know is it's just one more step closer to nothing. But that's, that's what's going on. So, Joe Biden, so, so Hunter Biden comes out and, bl and blames the – constantly mentioning the, the MAGA Republicans. The MAGA Republicans are, are doing this. The MAGA Republicans are coming after me to, to get to my father. My father hasn't done anything wrong. He never had any financial uh, interaction with, with, the, uh, with my businesses. Went through all of his law degrees, everything he's done. Yeah, I'm sure he did um, – I'm sure he studied really hard in school. You have to understand how school works for people like Hunter Biden. They don't take classes. They don't sit in class. They don't take notes. You talk to any of the elites who go through these kinds of schools, they, they, they have special, special treatment. They buy their way through because of their last name. I've talked to several people who have master's degrees and a few of them have admitted they really don't have a master's degree. They really should. They don't deserve it. They didn't, they didn't really get it for what they... The reason they passed was... They, they wouldn't even tell me what was going on there, but they, they did say that... You could just tell. They... they they knew that they cheated to get it. 
They weren't proud of it. You would think you'd go through school and get a master's degree and you'd be proud of that. They, they were not proud of their master's degree. They didn't, they didn't just tell everybody that they had one because they, they knew that they, weren't, they were phonies. They were fakes. I.E. Hunter Biden. So he goes out there and he, he does, he, he, he basically, he, what he's trying to do here is he's trying to, he's trying him, his, putting this trial, this impeachment inquiry, he's putting it in the court of public opinion. And we are told by the left all the time. Oh, you should, you know, this is just Trump trying to, with the whole Trump case, he's, well, he's just trying to put this in the court of public opinion. He's trying to get public opinion on his side. Well, I wonder why, because he's just telling him what's going on. So let's, let's we need to gag him so he doesn't tell anybody what's, what's going on here. But a gag order, because it's dangerous. He could go out there and say something, and then, and then we're going to get killed. They're, they're, still, they're still saying. These are the people who are saying, he's going, to, he's going to prosecute us, persecute us, and then kill us all. He's going to go out on the street and kill us. He's going to kill all of his political enemies. He's going to imprison us and then kill us. That's, that's what he's saying. Rachel Maddow is saying this with a straight face on a normal publication. Not getting caught on a hot mic. She's saying it out in public. This is the kind of gaslighting we get all the time. Well, now he's even saying he's going to be a dictator. It's a joke, lady. He's going to be a, he's going to be a dictator for a day. He's just saying what he's going to do the very first day. He's going to, the, because it basically, executive orders are basically... It's a dictatorship at that point. You're, you're instilling a dictator. Joe Biden, every, every president does it. There's executive orders all the time. Now, theoretically, and I, in my opinion, in a legal, legal sense, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a brain surgeon or a financial counselor. But my, my understanding of, a, of an executive order is that it only affects the executive branch of government. There are executive powers for instance, clear and present danger. If the president says, uh, he orders the, the armies, say, say there's something going on in Mexico and there's a clear and present danger where they're setting up missile launchers. Russia has come in and they're setting up, make, makes a deal with Mexico. They're setting up missile, missile launchers. Well, yeah, the president, without an act of Congress, the president can declare war on Mexico and just say, we're going to go in and take those out. That's an executive order. But guess who falls under the executive branch? The military. He's, a, he's commander-in-chief. He's the head of the military. There's a clear and present danger. He can do that. He doesn't have to wait for Congress. Now, if we just want to declare war on Mexico because they've made an agreement with, with Russia, he can't just start bombing them. Congress has to declare war. And they have to fund it. And the president can direct the troops as he sees necessary. Him and his advisors. Millie, you know, Mr. Millie. Uh, you know how my feelings about him. Anyway, he... he um, so, so now, uh, theoretically, supposedly, now... Uh, that, that's that, that's my theory on 
executive orders. Executive orders shouldn't have anything to do with us as the people, we the people. This is like the president of, of General Electric coming in and saying, I'm going to execute a general, a, a, uh, a, an executive order here from my office that everyone you know, needs to do this. It doesn't apply to the American people. It just applies to the people at General Electric. Just, it, it only, the president can't come in and say, I'm suspending Congress's authority to uh, appropriate funds for something. You can't do that. In fact, Nancy Pelosi says that's why Trump was impeached for that. However, the funds never were held back. They were given within the allotted amount of time. So there's a certain amount of time that the funds have to be released. They were done within that amount of time before there were any threats from Congress about it. He never withheld it. He never got the information from Zelensky. And Zelensky never felt threatened. Zelensky himself was never brought in to testify for Trump. They just made it up. Well, he, he, he threatened him. Well, I didn't, I didn't feel threatened. So it's kind of like the whole banking smear stupid thing. They're on behalf of the banks. We're coming in and, and, and charging Trump with the, all these charges of fraud. Now, I just recently heard somebody, I think it was, I was Burr, uh, a comedian, Bill Burr, is that his name? He's recently on Kimmel. He's trying. He's trying to trying to repair the injury. He he knows that half of his fan base are Trump supporters. He's he's, he's done a pretty good job of walking the line between just being just being kind of an in your face kind of politically incorrect type you know kind of in your face kind of kind of person. And and typically people on the right like that kind of thing. Well, his wife you know, uses both fingers to flip off tr Donald Trump at an event that it gets caught on, on camera. Where, while everybody else is cheering, she's over there flipping him off. And now he's got to try to repair that. So he comes out with some statements. And you can tell it was, it was staged. It was, I, I, in my opinion, it was Bill, Bill Bar told Jimmy Kimmel, I, I got I to get into this kind of, this kind of statement. I got to work a statement into the, the banter here. This was, that's what happened. And the statement he made had to do with Trump supposedly just coming out, and, and it's, it still has this narrative from the from the the news media that oh, guess what? Trump just told the bank, oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm worth, I, I, you know, maybe I should just walk, maybe I should just walk in, the, maybe I should just walk into the bank and say that I'm worth you know three billion dollars and I'd like to get a loan. The bank will say okay. No, that's not the way it works, Bill. Apparently, he's, Bill, 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 apparently, Bill's never financed anything in his p entire life. I can go off and get an appraisal for my house from an independent appraiser. I can hire the guy. He can appraise my house. I can take that to the bank and say, hey, I went alone. They're going to go, okay, we're going to get our appraisers. No, no, I got an appraisal right here. No, we, we have our own appraisers. We'll hire an appraiser because you're wanting our money. We're going to appraise it ourselves. I'm just going to take your word for it, the person you paid for it, to, to get it done. That's how that works. And when you're dealing with hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, I guarantee you they've got people looking at it. They were salivating over getting Donald Trump's business. And guess what? All the loans were paid for. 
All the interest was paid all on time. And guess what? That's not good enough for the state of New York. They're going after him. Because they think he committed fraud by saying that his property was worth more than it was. Your property is worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. That's what, it's, that's, what, that's what it's really worth. I don't care what an appraiser says. That's, it's, it's still a guess. At the end of the day, it's still a guess. I dealt in finance. I, I dealt in, uh, I had a broker's license in real estate for many years. I understand how this works. I've dealt in businesses where I had to market things and sell things. And you have to price them at a certain price point. You have to determine what the market will bear. Because a product is only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. And you have to, you first have to find that person who's willing to pay that amount for it. They say that the two best days of a boat owner's life are the day he buys the boat and the day he sells the boat. You're happy that you bought it. And after you spend, you know, umpteen a number of hours fixing, repairing, and keeping the boat, you know, maintained to the point where you can enjoy it to some degree, and you finally get to the point where you finally get, you put it up for sale and you realize nobody else wants that boat the way you did. It's like finding a needle in a haystack to find somebody who wants that particular boat. And then you sell it and it's like, yeah, this is a happy day. But there's two, two happy people right there shaking hands, passing money back and forth. It happens once in a while. Unless there's a broker involved. Then you've got a salesperson who says, well, I'm just glad I got I'm just, they're, not, they're not really happy about it. They're just kind of relieved. The broker's happy because they're making money. They didn't do anything. Of course, the boat buyer, the day after the sale, usually comes up with all the things that they want to go back on the buyer for, or the broker for. It's very short-lived. Anyway, the, uh, that's the point of market. It's, it's just... It's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. And somebody, somebody might be willing to pay a billion dollars for Mar-a-Lago. Maybe they know something about it you don't. Maybe they just want that. It's worth it to them. I, from, if I had to buy it and keep it and never, never see the benefit of selling it, I, would, I wouldn't give you a hundred bucks for Mar-a-Lago. I, 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 just don't, I just don't want it. I don't want the upkeep. I don't want, I don't want the expenses, the taxes, everything else. I, I can't afford the place. I'd turn, I, you know, if you give it to me, I'd turn around and sell it. If you, if you told me I could never sell it and I had to maintain it and pay the tax, I'd just forget that. I don't know what I'm doing with it. I could probably, I could probably rent it out, I guess. Do something with it, but I, I, that's not me. I don't want to do that. I'm just, Sorry. Maybe I could make a million bucks a year. I don't know. I, was, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I had a friend. Of, I hesitate to even talk about this. I never know who's listening. A friend of mine um, wanted to start a business, and he, he found a business that he it was that had been closed down for about a year and a half. And he 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 had fond memories of that business, and he thought, man, this this place this is really a good business. And he he, he always liked being there. And he, so, so he's walking into this with implicit bias and memories and all kinds of things going on in his head wanting to bring back those memories, those good memories he had about being there. Now, I know restaurants where people like to go that I, I can't stand them. There's a lot of people who don't go to the restaurants because it's not good. 
But they like it. For some reason, they like the red, they like the atmosphere, they like everything about it because they've got memories there or whatever's going on. But the place isn't packed. And, but there are people who like that and they think, wow, this would be a great business to buy. Not really. It's not, not, not really. Uh, they don't have a lot of customers. The reason they're selling is because they're going out of business. Because nobody's showing up, but you like it. So this guy wanted to buy, wanted to buy this business. And I think he, he wanted like a million dollars. He was trying to borrow a bunch of money. I can't remember how much, how much he was trying to get. And of course, the place had been closed down for a year and a half. Keep, keep that in mind. So the, so the building and the, and the place was kind of all kind of run down. And I, this, you know, if, if I'd had the money, if I'd had the money to throw away, I probably would have loaned it to him or given it to him, one of the two. Probably loaned it to him, and then if, when it, once it failed, I just said, "Yeah, I just consider it a gift." But I, I didn't. I didn't have that kind of money at the time, and I was not going to co-sign for him. He was talking to all kinds of bankers about this whole thing, and no, no bankers would would loan him money. He kept hoping he was going to get the money somehow. He tried. He tried all kinds of things. I think he was even trying loan sharks and stuff. I think he was trying to. He was going into some pretty deep. Uh, Pretty deep waters there, from what I could tell. I never heard about the details that much, but I, I just kind of got the impression that he was looking at all kinds of shady operations to get, to get the funding to leverage this thing. And, and my question was, okay, can you step back from this for, for just a moment and consider yourself an investor? And somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I want to start this business. What are the questions they're going to ask you? Where's your business plan? Who's going to run this business? What kind of experience do they have in this kind of industry? And none of the, there, was no, there were no answers to any of those questions. And the last question was none. This guy has no experience in that particular industry. None. How many businesses have you run? None. This is your first business. And it's not like you're buying into an established business with customers right now at the door. You're buying a business that's been shut down for a year and a half, and you're going to try to bring it back to life. With whose army are you going to do that? You're going to need people who know and understand the business, first of all, and how to manage the thing. Do you even have any suppliers in mind for your products, for the things you're selling here? No. Answer it. No. No. Anyway, Joe Biden is guilty as sin. And yeah, I'm prejudging him. I'm not considering him. I'm not giving him the benefit of being innocent here on this, in this particular case. There's, there's, we're being told over and over and over and over and over by the left that there is no evidence, absolutely no evidence, that Joe Biden did anything wrong. For four years, we were told that the evidence was in plain sight that, Joe, that, that Donald Trump colluded with Russia. And after many, many investigations, there was no evidence at all. The Mueller report, nothing showed any evidence of Donald Trump colluding with the Russians. Did the Russians uh, interfere with our elections? Absolutely. Absolutely. The 2016 election, they, they absolutely interfered with it. 
Okay, to what degree? We, we don't know. How many votes did they affect? We don't know. So you spent $40 million on an investigation that led to not knowing anything about how, but you just know that they, they, they interfered with it, but you don't know how, to what degree or how they affected it or how much they affected it or how many votes were changed. Nope. So we can't quantify. It's just, again, it's just another subjective statement. Yep. But we're supposed to believe that Donald Trump is going after Joe Biden, you know, the MAGA Republicans. These MAGA Republicans going after Donald Trump or going after Joe Biden. They're all being, you know, at the direct, this, just, this is just Donald Trump directing all this. He's trying to persecute his political enemies while he's sitting in trial, literally sitting in trials right now, sitting in courthouses because they're trying to politically prosecute him. Which brings up a side note here. Um, the Supreme Court, Jack Smith, he's he's panicking right now. He's, he's flailing at a lot of different things. Uh, they were going the the appeals court. Uh, the, the Trump the Trump team basically wanted to appeal the entire trial situation. I think is what what I understand. And of course, Jack Jack needs to have this thing happen in Mar- was it March fourth or whenever, whenever it is Super Tuesday. I think it's in March sometime. He wants to have the the court date and the conviction to happen the day before Super Tuesday so that he's a convicted felon. He's got to, he's got to rush this thing through. He wants a, he wants a speedy trial. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a right for the defendant, not a right for the prosecutor. The defendant has a right to a speedy trial. They can take as much time as they want. They can string this out as long as they like. They've got a lot of discovery to do here. And so Jack Smith, knowing that they appealed this thing, Jack Smith just wants to go, okay, you can appeal it, and I'm going to go ahead and take it to the Supreme Court. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and run this appeal straight to the Supreme Court. That way it's that way they just kind of leapfrog through the, through the process and get it done really quickly. Well, the problem here is, that, and, and Mark Levin uh, had a really good comment on this. I think he was on Sean Hannity last night. I, 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 I try to tune out Sean Hannity and just listen to Mark. I, I do like Mark. He's, he's, he tends to be a little over the top, and I think he kinda, his, his delivery sometimes gets a little bit lost in some people's minds because they think he's just screaming at them. I don't, I don't, he's, a very, he's a brilliant mind. And he was talking about this thing, and he mentioned that <clears throat> the problem with this is that if the Supreme Court rules on this, he doesn't, he doesn't like seeing this go to the Supreme Court. Doesn't like seeing him take this case because he's nervous about it. He's, he's nervous about how they're going to. They may rule on this thing. They may rule that yeah, a president after office can be held liable for anything he did in, did in office. And <clears throat> this is very very. It's and that may sound like oh well, no one's above the law. Yes, the president should have some kind of protections in terms of. Now, if if the president personally goes off and kills the vice president, I just heard somebody about this the other day. They're, they're, they're making this comment. Some stupid commentators on MSNBC were going back and forth about how, well, you know, Trump could step into office or the VP could kill the president. And then he's all of a sudden now he can declare himself the president. And now he's, he's immune because he can pardon himself. And no, it doesn't work that way. This is just stupid, stupid 
discussion at all. It's just, even to have this discussion is stupid. You, if the vice president murders the president, how do you think that's going to go down? Well, now I'm the president. I can, I can pardon myself. Well, yeah, you don't think there's going to be a revolt, first of all. Secondly, someone has to swear you in as president. You think anybody's going to do that? You think the chief justice is going to step up? Um, Roberts might, depending on who it is. He might give him a high five and say, yeah, good, good job getting rid of Orange Man bad. Who knows? Some weird chief justice in there. So I, I just, you just never know. And it's, but what we have here is, you know, but they were going on this discussion about how, oh, this, this could become, you know, king of the hill type thing where just everybody keeps, you know, fighting for the top and just killing everybody. Like, <laughs> they were literally having this discussion on MSNBC. These guys get paid big money to have these kind of discussions on MSNBC. I just, and I, I think Rachel Maddow makes like a million bucks a day or some ridiculous thing. I get this, that blows my mind. She's making almost as much money as I am for doing this podcast. In my mind. Then, then um, what, what else was it? They were saying, then, of course, then, then there was the Van Jones thing, talking about Vivek Ramaswamy. So Vivek Ramaswamy gets, he goes on and on about how dangerous Vivek is. I think I was talking about this earlier. I didn't finish my statement, I guess. And guess what? He had to cancel a campaign event because the very, like within two days after that statement, Somebody was threatening to kill him. And yes, it was a leftist, as far as we know. It could very easily have been deep state issues. In our current culture, it's quite possible. So... What do I have on my screen here? It looks, that's right where the, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it looks it's right on that line right there. That's kind of, well, anyway, I got distracted. Yeah, yeah, back, back, back. All right, I, I, do, I do have some audio here to play. Now, getting back to the whole narrative, the gaslighting, everything that's going on with all this stuff. I want to, to explain to you, um, is this in my downloads? I think it is. Yeah, it's right there. This is about a 30-minute long recording. I'm going to try to play it at a little faster pace. However, now this is a lady reading the bill. Now, the, bill, the, the lady who actually wrote this reiterates most of the things again, says it again. Now, the, now the lady who's reading this is not the lady who wrote this bill. She's just a, a, she's just a, a clerk, basically, reading this thing. This is the legalese that they're reading. I want you to hear the statements that are being made during this whole process because as she's speaking through this process, she basically lays out the entire narrative. And I'm, I'm going to stop through, through parts of it because um, I want to point out a few things that I hope, I hope you, you will recognize, but at the same time, I want to make sure you recognize, even though they're very blatant in your face statements, but I want to make sure that you heard, yeah, you heard what you heard there. This is the narrative that they're trying to portray, the continuous gaslighting that's going on, the repeating of the lie until you finally believe, until it becomes the truth, so to speak. So people just start to believe it. So let's start with this. Um, 
Uh, See, I'm going to try to find this spot. Now, this lady, this clerk is going to read the amendment. Amendment number two to House Resolution 918, offered by Ms. Leisure Fernandez. Before the resolve clause, insert the following. Whereas, in the last impeachment proceedings against then-President... Now, so this is, what this is, is this is the, the resolution to um, have an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. This is the, the so they're, they're looking at the bill, they're discussing the bill... And this lady wants to install this clause into the bill. That's what this is about. She wants to put this into the record, into the bill, all these statements about Donald Trump. Even though this is, all, this is not about Donald Trump, this is about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the deals that were done and the evidence that's there. But she's going on about this whole thing and tries to include this entire narrative. This is their entire narrative here, that, that, that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist, that Joe Biden did nothing wrong. There's no evidence in this case. All, all kinds of things. It's, just, it's, it's, it's the whole soup. It's the whole narrative that she wants to put into words and everything else. Let's, let's listen Donald to Donald Trump, there was extensive evidence and thousands of hours of video footage of a violent attack on the Capitol that led to the deaths of five law enforcement officers and seriously injured more than 140 more. Do you remember uh, the five officers who were killed that day? Do you remember that? Led to the deaths of five officers. One of them, they had the audacity to lay in state in the rotundra because it was Donald Trump who killed him. These insurrectionists killed this officer. They used him as a pawn. He died of natural causes the next day. I don't know, I'm not sure if it was the next day or the day after. There were a few others that died within the months following, and they're blaming it on January 6th. 140 officers seriously injured. Serious injury means you go to the hospital. You're, you, have, you seek medical attention of some sort. You don't just put a Band-Aid on and you go on your way. Where are these officers? Now, by the way, there was recently an attack on the Capitol by some rioters and there were people, there were police officers who were injured. In fact, a few days after January 6th, it was within, it was, within, it was after the wall had been put up around the Capitol, and all the National Guard troops were called in, which was a, what a joke that was. And, and someone did ram the Capitol fence and killed an officer and seriously injured another one. I think the other officer uh, was almost, he was, he was taken to the hospital. That person was a, was not a MAGA person. Not at all. Not a Trump supporter. And all of a sudden it went away. When we first heard about it, it was like, oh, someone attacked the, attacked the fence. And then all of a sudden it went away because it wasn't who they wanted it to be. 
The narrative wasn't there. So five officers. This led to the death of five officers. We will continue as she continues on with, I would, if I was a clerk, I would not do this job because she's on video reading this thing. It makes it look like she's the one reading it. Whereas the violent attack on the Capitol delayed a constitutional electoral proceeding while Trump, who incited the... Now keep in mind, there was a congressional proceeding that was delayed because of a person pulling a fire alarm. And the left is standing up for that guy. Attack, watched it unfold for hours without intervening according... So the president supposedly watched all this unfold for hours without doing anything about it. Was he supposed to go down there and put on his riot gear, stop this whole thing from happening? And when he came out on Twitter and said, it's time to go home now. This is, don't, do we, don't be doing this. And they took down Twitter, took down his post. They censored him. And you're going to tell me that he didn't do anything about it? It's not his job to provide security for the, for the Congress, for the state house, for the, for the uh, Capitol building. That's not his job. Guess whose job it is? It's Nancy Pelosi's job. That's whose job it is. She's too busy doing a documentary on how they were attacked, having your daughter film everything that's going on. Oh, I hope he comes down here. I'm going to punch him in the face and I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to be happy about it. I've been waiting for this. She was chomping at the bit for him to do something. This is all part of their plan. Uh, according to the testimony of Trump staffers before the United States House Select Committee on the January 6th attack. Whereas the evidence in the 2021 impeachment proceedings against then-President Donald Trump showed that Trump sought to overturn the election and interfere with the peaceful transfer of power for the first time in the United, in United States history. This is not what happened at all. Donald Trump had... Well, the GOP and, and, and Donald Trump and many of the states sent alternate electors. This has happened in almost every Democrat lost election that has ever happened in this country since I've been born. Since the 60s. Every time a Democrat loses, they send alternate electors to the count. And sometimes it goes through. I think, that, was it in the 80s or 70s? When this happened, when Hawaii actually had some, they actually used the alternate electors. It's not the first time it's been, it's not, it's happened. He didn't seek to overthrow the election. He sought to send it back and have it, hey, this looks fishy. Let's look at this. That's what it was. And it is fishy. And everybody says there were anomalies and fish, except for Bill Barr. Uh, there was no, there was day after the election. Uh, there was there was no no widespread uh, election fraud, and now we're finding out there were huge weird things going on, as well as some illegal things going on in some states where they the they basically without due process they changed the election laws by executive order, which is highly illegal. But the Supreme Court didn't want to look at it. They didn't, you don't have standing. We don't want to talk about it because there's going to be riots if we do something about this. 
whereas such evidence led to a bipartisan impeachment in the House, a bipartisan vote of 50. And notice how they say bipartisan because, you know, they got people like Mitt Romney voted along with this kind of stuff. Well, it's bipartisan. We got a couple of Republicans. Liz Cheney and uh, Adam Kinzinger and and, uh, Mitt Romney, who are no longer, Mitt Romney is willing to vote for a Democrat. Any any Republican, well, maybe not Vivek, but any any Republican, except for Trump, just anybody but Trump. Seven senators to convict Trump in the Senate and a federal criminal indictment related to the January 6th assault and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Whereas in the 11 months since the Republican-led committees, the Committee on Oversight and Accountability, this. the Committee on the Judiciary, and the Committee on Ways and Means first began their investigations, Republicans have received tens of thousands of pages of private bank records, Department of Treasury, the National Archives, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and Internal Revenue Service documents, and dozens of hours of witness testimony, including special counsel, Weiss, and other high-ranking officials at the FBI, IRS, and Department of Justice attorneys assigned to Hunter Biden's case. Whereas, despite the avalanche of information House Republicans received from the Biden administration, banks, and Hunter Biden's business associates, none of the three Republican-led House committees pursuing a Biden impeachment has found any evidence of wrongdoing by the... None of them have found any wrongdoing by the Biden administration. This, this is like someone walking in and finding dead bodies laying over the place and then the police coming out and saying, there's nothing to see here, nothing happened here. This is all normal. There's no crimes here. Move along. No evidence, no evidence at all that anything bad happened here. Thousands of suspicious activity reports from banks between Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and Jim Biden. Thousands of them. And they're saying there's no evidence. Checks cashed. Emails, pictures, documents. Joe Biden himself saying, well, unless you fire the, fire the prosecutor, I'm not, you're not getting the billion dollars. And this, his statement implicates, I, I don't know why nobody ever talks about this. this. His statement implicates the president, Barack Obama. He tells this guy, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars. And the guy says, well, you're not the president. You can't say, well, call him. So you're telling me if that guy would have called Barack Obama, Barack Obama would have agreed with Joe. And he would have said, no, you got to fire the prosecutor. We're not giving you a billion dollars. That means Barack Obama is complicit in this. And he's sitting there bragging about it. And we're supposed to just ignore that. That never happened. The Democrats talk about it like it never happened. How do they explain it? They, they, don't, they don't explain it. They just ignore it. They just don't talk about it. They act like it never happened. And we've got video, audio of the whole thing. Was it just a story? This, this is this just a story Joe was making up? Well, you know, old Joe, he just comes up with these stories. Well, then maybe old Joe just should go away and not be old Joe in, in the presidency. Maybe he should just not be walking around the White House making up stories. So she continues. 
They're trying to get every little narrative in this in this resolution. President, let alone an impeachable offense, whereas Senate Republicans who conducted their own investigation in 2020 of Joe Biden's conduct as vice president also did not find any evidence of wrongdoing, whereas the evidence, including bank records. Now, please understand, not finding evidence doesn't mean it's not there. We have since discovered that there are all kinds of emails that Joe Biden was sending as a, under a pseudonym. When we discovered that, oh, well, now we're finding more and more and more. There are droves of information. Now. This, and the reason, this is, this is all going to come out in the inquiry. This is, this is what this amounts to. The impeachment trial will, will definitely be all a part of this, guarantee you, as they go through this stuff. But they just, I don't think, I think the Democrats are scared because they just don't know what, 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 the, what the Republicans have right now. They're not sure. ...and repeated statements from witnesses gathered during the current investigation has shown that President Biden fought corruption, was not involved in his family members' business dealings, and respected the independence of the Department of Justice. Whereas the Burisma conspiracy theory that has long been debunked, and in fact, the investigation has confirmed that as Vice President Joe Biden successfully led a bipartisan and international coalition urging the Ukrainian government to address corruption. Whereas President Joe Biden chose to retain David Weiss, a United States attorney appointed by Donald Trump as the special counsel yeah, leading yeah, no. the Hunter Biden investigation. He's not a Trump Trumponian. It's clear that Mr. Weiss has the full authority to investigate and prosecute Hunter Biden. No, he doesn't. Whereas, while the last Trump impeachment proceedings held public hearings... House Republicans have conducted nearly all of their investigation into President Joe Biden behind closed doors. That's, that's because that's the way that works. That's, the, that's what they did as well, but they're just... This, this is the narrative. The, the, the January, if you think the January 6th committee was a public hearing that happened, all the investigation was going on in public, well, yeah, it was. But it was all scripted behind the scenes. They, they didn't have any... Oh, my word. It, this, this, this is just, it sickens my stomach when I realize the kind of flagrant storyline they've got going on here and how, and how false it is and just how much lying is going on. I've refused to publicly release all but two interview transcripts and have repeatedly misrepresented the evidence, including witnesses' statements, to falsely accuse the president of wrongdoing. Whereas, as a loving father and a brother, Joe Biden has helped members of his family in their time. I'm of just need. here to help my poor Whereas son. Forty-six million three hundred thousand Americans. So, you've got a son who's having problems with substance abuse, and you're going to put him, you're going to encourage him to be in a situation where he's got millions of dollars flowing through his fingers. That's going to help him out a lot, I'm sure, because you know access to money, hookers, travel. All that stuff. It's not going to lead to more problems with substance abuse, is it? No, sure it won't. Age 12 or older, or 16.5% of the United States population had a substance use disorder in the past, and two-thirds of Americans... So now we're playing on, oh, yeah, so many people have substance abuse problems, and, and it just, poor, poor Hunter just, you know, had this... And he was just a good father. He was just a good father. But Donald Trump's a terrible father. He's a terrible person, and all of his kids are horrible. 
uh, yeah, none of them happen to you know fall into the whole substance abuse thing. But that, 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 that you know, but they're and Donald Trump, by the way, doesn't drink either. But you know, reported they or a family member struggle with addiction, whereas addiction significantly impacts families whose loved ones suffer from substance abuse. And whereas why are we talking about that? Who has struggled with addiction and other problems is not evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors worthy of a solemn impeachment inquiry. Now for there be it. No, but it did lead lead him to uh, leaving his laptop and committing other crimes with guns and all and tax evasion and all kinds of other things. We're supposed to ignore all that. Well, well, the poor don't pick on poor Hunter. Poor Hunter had us. We well, can pat him on the head. Oh, poor wah wah. If this if this would be turned around, if this, be, if this would be Donald Trump. The left would be executing him in the street. Him and all of his children. They'd be confiscating all of his businesses and probably executing anybody who ever voted for the guy. I don't have to tell you that they have double standards here, that there's hypocrisy on the left. I don't need to tell you that. I hope I don't need to tell you that. I hope you understand already that that's just par for the course for these people. This is just the way they are. This is the way they function because the end justifies the means. This is, when you look at their basic philosophies, their core philosophies, they are the party that does not want democracy. And even in their own party, they decide who's going to be running for president. You watch this. We're going to see it play out here right in front of our eyes. When Bernie Sanders was starting to make some progress and get some traction, they stepped in and, and took him out. This is evidence, evidenced by the emails that were released from the DNC server. They took out Bernie Sanders. And Bernie, and Bernie was okay with that. <clears throat> he went right along with it. Because Bernie's a fraud as well. And people discovered that. People who were supporting Bernie, many of them went to Donald Trump. There were some very passionate Bernie supporters who went, switched over to Trump. Because they saw right through what was going on with the Democrat Party. And realized that Bernie was even a fraud. And he is, he's still a fraud. And so are his ideologies in his philosophies on governance. Ridiculous. But I digress. I have, um, so, so that's, this is the basic narrative. This is the whole thing that they're, that they're trying to promote. There it is, all set up for you right there. They're trying, to, they're trying to stick this into the resolution for an impeachment inquiry by the House. And of course, Hunter Biden comes out and makes half, half of those statements that are in that little thing are, are also in his little speech that he makes before he makes a public announcement when, at, the, at a time when he was supposed to be testifying behind closed doors to Congress themselves. Now, if this would have been the Democrats, he walked off. He walked off and didn't go to the arraignment, the, uh, didn't, didn't fulfill the subpoena. He's in contempt of, of Congress right now. There, you know, there were people who arrested and taken and put in prison for that. 
Bannon, who never committed a crime, didn't go to, to, to play games with the January 6th committee. And guess what? He gets carted off to jail. He's in contempt of Congress. Hunter Biden did exactly the same thing just now, just yesterday. Do you think, do you think the Republicans have the, have the gonads to do this? Yep, we're going to have him arrested, throw him in jail. No, because poor little Hunter Biden, oh, he, oh you're just picking on him because he had a substance abuse problem. You're just trying to, get to, you're just trying to hurt Joe by, by going after his son. First of all, if you think that the DOJ is actually going to go and arrest him, it's, that's not going to happen. That, 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 they won't do it. They were chomping, they were telling Congress what to do with, with Bannon. We're in a cold war right now. It's a cold civil war. And I, my concern is it can turn kinetic. And the ridiculousness of half the stuff that's going on right now, I think people are just shaking. It's affecting people who don't really even get involved in politics. I know people who don't, don't, get, don't know anything about politics. They don't even know who the chief, if you ask them who the chief justice is right now, these are people who are, I would consider fairly active politically. So who's the chief justice of the SCOTUS right now? I don't know. Wouldn't know his name. Who's the attorney general? I don't know. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I would contend again, once again, that we need to pray that people will be informed by the truth, not just God's truth, not just his word. but the actual reality of what is actually happening. Not just what they're telling you is happening. They can look right at you and tell you, oh, no, this isn't happening. Mostly peaceful protests, things burning in the background. That's what we're dealing with here. They're trying to gaslight us, paint us pictures of things that aren't happening the way they are. We need to pray that the truth is seen. Because I guarantee you that nation will be saved if people know the truth. Folks, God bless. Have a great evening. Take care.